0: yeah
1: hey it's josh williams here guys with the one man podcast another bonus episode for you we're recording this here on thanksgiving all right here in canada For most of my listeners, they would know what day that is. Some of you other parts of the world might not know. And today, my guest is a good friend of mine. I always love hanging with this guy. I love working with this guy. He has opened for George Lopez, for Steve Harvey, for uh, George Carlin, the one and only late great George Carlin. He has opened twice for, in his words, the artist formerly known as Bill Cosby. He's also an Emmy Award nominee. He's here with me now, my buddy Lamont Ferguson. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me. It's lovely. <laughs> Thank, happy Thanksgiving.
2: This won't uh, in the past. And maybe people will oh, download yes. it in the future for next Thanksgiving. That's how <laughs> forward-thinking this thing is. Happy 2019 Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's uh it's a fucking cold day here in Ottawa. <laughs> I already uh yeah, I have no plans for Thanksgiving. I think I I just spent a couple of days with friends doing thanksgiving so again people will hear the episode of the podcast that i record tomorrow before they hear right. this interview much like last week but uh lamont ferguson the other half of an amazing week that i had in uh in ottawa at absolute comedy uh lamont was hosting paul meyer was headlining we had so much fun yeah that was so. too much show we need to hunt down all those people <laughs> and charge them more money is what needs to happen on that <laughs> It was a great week, man. It was a lot of fun. It's 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 a little in the past now, a little a uh, little in the rear view. Yeah. How was uh How was this last weekend? Last weekend
2: was good. It was uh fun. The 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 crowds were eclectic. Let's say that because it was up and down. You had older, and then you had some younger folks here. And on Sunday, which would been yesterday, uh, the uh, they were like a Saturday night first show. So they were older folks there, which is my wheelhouse. You know, I'll make the young people laugh, but I feel more comfortable in front of the older folks because they aren't not going to get offended yeah. by me saying. The truth. Yeah,
1: they're not laughing at the theory of the joke. They're laughing at the actuality of it. Last
2: night was kind of funny though, because I got to do some stuff uh, that I hadn't done prior. There were a lot of minorities in the show, so I there was there was more race stuff done, (laughs) not by plan, but just how it is. And uh, so I was talking about the fact of how there everyone has made it to Canada. Lots of tons of people. That's the thing you guys have done well. You got the melting. You've got the true melting pot, except for large quantities of Latinos. That's not around, which is really really odd to me. They
1: can't maintain their tans here.
2: Well, maybe. I said, uh, because people will then go, oh, it's too cold. And I'm like, that that can't be the case, because you you got a shitload of Jamaicans. So therefore, it can't be the the temperature. Uh, My theory is uh, the people in Canada, white people in Canada, still love doing their own landscaping and farming. And that's okay. and I said that to the audience and they didn't know how to react to it because Canadian audiences are quick to oh, to be fun. offended for things that and they were like, We don't know if that's offensive because there are no
1: Latino people. So yeah. therefore, we yeah. have to look at them in the crowd first and <laughs> yeah. see if they're laughing. So it's fun. That's actually really funny. Damn, <laughs> it's as valid a theory as any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's uh that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always do these podcasts seemingly at the end of a weekend when when guys were here but then they've, they've always done the run so I want to uh, I want to just you know tell my listeners nice and early that there's still a chance for my Ontario peeps to come yes, and indeed. see you. You've got yeah. two weeks coming up.
2: Two weeks in Kingston and yep. then close the whole thing out in Toronto, which is flip because I think the last five years I've been doing it the other way: Toronto and then ending up in Ottawa. Prior to that, it was always this way: Ottawa and then back out to Toronto. So it'll be interesting
1: to go back and, and see that's how The it disappointing goes. thing is because every time I get the chance, people sit down. They go, oh, "I love that guy," and then it's like, "Oh shit!" But he just we just missed him, and right? And yeah. Now yeah. we have to think to look for him in a year right. from now. Yeah. So this is an opportunity. I'm sorry, Ottawa people, you missed it. I told you I was going to be there. All right, in the podcast, yeah. I fucking told you you were be with me you had all right? day the ones who came out amazing and i know you know how good a time you had but in terms of people who missed it that was uh you should listen to me more <laughs> but you have 2 weeks now so this is going to come out on friday which means at the point that people are listening to this you are already in kingston Right. you've already put two shows behind you but you've got uh, 2 weeks two weekends at least yeah. left to come and see you that's in kingston and then in uh, in toronto afterwards so check out absolutecomedy.ca my toronto peeps my kingston peeps um, Go to the website. I don't say peeps ever, by the way. Yeah, saying I was going to say, right say, you actually. just said it
2: three times. I was like, I, this like must be a thing that he does.
1: My peopals. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yo, my dogs. You guys need to listen up. Oh, uh, oh. Uh. <laughs> Whatever hype words you need me to say. That's to right. encourage you to go see my friend who is funny. I, I was trying to think of a way when I was fucking wiping down the table before the podcast. I was trying to think of a way to describe uh, just, just like... Uh, the, the way you command presence on stage, and I it sounds odd, but just like you have like a stand-up grace on stage. Grace was the word that I thought of oh, that made nice. the most sense to me. It's nice. So I was almost like, but grace sounds soft. Not, I don't know. Does it make sense? No, it makes sense, It's not sense, like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. not, but not soft. There You can be graceful and fucking right. and command presence. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the fucking, like well, a, not, like not a, the current president, but we've had presidents right. who could be You know, graceful and command presence, right? right? Obama was one of them. Right, exactly. But at the same time, yeah. So all I'm saying is- The first
2: thing that came to my mind is uh, I like it that I'm going to now go with that I am the uh, Fred Astaire or Gene Mm. Kelly of comedy. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) that's that's graceful that sounds graceful to me yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) but i mean dude i i love watching you work and i I do strongly encourage all of my uh listeners in kingston and toronto to to take the opportunity to see you because you're one of the club favorites you come every year every year and uh and you yourself have said that you spend most of the year working in canada yeah
2: Yeah, it's a It's a weird thing that that's what I found. But, you know, that's how the business is. There's so many... I heard when you and Paul were talking about and is right, uh, there's so many different niches for comics to find their foothold and what it is they do. And Canada just happened to be mine, that uh, uh, there's a connection with the audience here that gets it. A lot of times I'll make fun of it and just kind of allude to the fact that, oh, Americans are stupid, and everybody laughs at that. But that's not really what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. It's about the fact that it really is attention span. It's really, that's what it is. Uh, can, we in America have a slave mentality to television. Everything, every, you gotta be in t- all the time. This is a weird thing. Mm. Uh, and I always like telling uh, Canadians this. You know, on our gas pumps, there's a television set. Really? Yeah, on our gas pumps. Because you can't be left alone with your own thoughts for like really? two or three minutes. Holy yeah. shit, how you, long has that been? oh at least five years at least five televisions tell yeah you so you'll pull out the you'll go to get your gas you'll pull the 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 nozzle out of the pump and then the tv starts running oh it's not just like going all the time no 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 just with entertainment while you're there at the pump pumping your gas and then when you put it back it shuts down and it'll either give you like tonight show clips stuff or it'll give you news or some type of entertainment reel of
1: something Hmm. on there yeah, So we always have to be entertained. So it's like a fucking, you pull the pump off and it's like, TMZ's yeah. coming at you love. Yeah, like, exactly. That's fucked up. Because yeah. I know there's promo screens everywhere. We have right. that. I mean, it's basically yeah. miniature versions of Times Square in your face all the yeah. time now. Yeah. Because you can't go five seconds without being advertised. Yeah, exactly. That I get. And I wonder, yeah, yeah. I wonder we got what them on uh,
2: the... We got them on the pumps. And that's the thing I said. So we have to... And of it's of audible too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's not you're like... Sitting, th- yep, you're sitting there watching and listening. Uh, we have to be entertained. Uh, Canada, you got winter, seven months out of the year, That's uh, uh, so when the, when the, I, <laughs> I was going to say eight and I thought that was a mean, uh, so, but when this, the weather clears up, you guys go outside, mm. which slows your attention span down. You're not sitting there being bombarded by television. And then it makes it so that an audience can listen to a story from beginning to end. And that's yeah. the connection that goes on with me. And they, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of Canadian comics are storytellers. Uh, so we don't have that in the states we don't have really? a lot of, we don't have a lot of that in the states let's say that we don't have a lot you go to a club it's just joe 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 because
1: that's the attention span of the comedy club audience That's there yeah, yeah. i it's my understanding too like when you look at something you know it's actually because you, you said you were listening to paul and i talk where he was saying how in the uk it's like 20 minutes like oh yeah so, oh my yeah, heard god that. how magical is yeah. that a headline 20 minute spot yeah it's you crazy. just do three of them in a night there's yeah. no like you don't even you you're basically killing for twenty minutes, yeah. and then you walk away, goddamn yeah. gunslinger. Yeah, how easy to just
2: just rack up uh, the best stuff. Is right? what it is. Maybe put one new thing in there, and the rest of the best stuff, and then you're done. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and but the idea is like I was just thinking about how like looking at the, I guess the open mic spots. Now this is obviously in the busier places, the bigger cities, and it's like which in Canada that's all we have. Yeah, but you're doing like I'm looking at some of the spots. I'm in LA at the end of the month uh we're gonna we're gonna talk about those yep. horrible places that you told me about that basically it's gonna be the last it's my last hurrah i'm doing like the last <laughs> vegas fucking old dogs thing at right. 35 yeah in los angeles <laughs> but i was looking at some of the clubs there and and like their open mic like, spots some of them are two minutes long three minutes yeah, yeah like, i've seen three minute spots but are they? But are, is it generally speaking, like five or six? Like yeah, here, generally okay. it's five. Yeah. Because I just figured, like looking at looking at some of the New York spots too. It's like, yeah, you get, get I can throw you get three three minutes. Like that's what it is. Is you get three minute spots. I'm like, holy fuck. I mean, I know there's more people going for it. Yeah. But then on the flip side of that is when you're headlining, like Paul and I were talking about. It's like yeah. it's like an hour, an hour. Yeah. Sometimes like hour twenty five. I've heard comics say that. Well, they, on
2: on one nighters, uh, the most time there's just two comics on the show. Okay. So and the show is an hour and a half. So you got to fill the hour and a half. So the you know the opener will go out and a feature will do a half an hour, and okay. then the the headliner goes out and closes with an hour. So that's kind of typical that goes on. The club sets are shorter. Club sets are forty five. Okay, so it is very so, similar yeah, to here. Yeah, an hour club clerk. sets okay. Okay. are forty five. You're not really doing an hour unless you're. Less people came to see them, you know.
1: Okay, so yeah, because I've heard guys like Burr talking about doing like, you know, I did an hour twenty five. I feel like if I do less than an hour, you know, hour hour twenty five, I'm ripping them off. And I'm like,
2: yeah, maybe that's that's, that's in like a, two
1: fucking sets. Yeah, in
2: a venue for where they came to see him that you know they are he feels like giving that much to the people but most of the time in the clubs it's 45 yeah you know because they're turning stuff over and stuff like that but in the theater venue yeah an hour 10 hour 15 yeah maybe, that i get like that. yeah
1: and i've seen those shows here where i'm like holy shit, that's that's incredible But at the same time, yeah, you're also paying $80, $100 for a ticket. So, yeah, you better give me a little more than the $20. Yeah, and sometimes, I mean,
2: you have to be able to wield that set, too, because there are times where, you know, after an hour, it just feels like it – if it feels like it it flew by, then, yeah, that's fantastic. That's great for an audience member. But there are times where you're like – all right, we uh, we've got enough. <laughs> I used to say that because I knew some People were doing like hour and a half sets at one point in time somewhere, and I go, "Yeah, if you're, you better be given evacuation procedures <laughs> if you're talking for that long. There's no reason to be talking for that long."
1: <laughs> I've heard of uh, I've heard of this because again, you you live in Los Angeles, and have you been there the whole time? No,
2: I was in San Diego before that. Okay, so San Diego for uh, twenty some odd years, and then. Uh, uh, la long beach for like the last 15 maybe something like that maybe a little bit short of 15 but yeah and so that's it works nice because there's a lot of comics actually in in long beach because you're outside of la but Mm. you're close enough to be able to get into la and do stuff that you need to do um yeah there's quite a few comics that now live in long beach and stuff so it it makes it easier because my home club is the comedy magic club in hermosa beach that's like 25 minutes door to door to get there so
1: that's perfect that's yeah. freaking awesome. Yeah. I've heard I've heard of this in the in the States. I don't know what it's like in, in California, but I've heard of clubs that are like four hundred seaters. Oh yeah. Four hundred fifty like and that's there's one right around like, the corner from me. Yeah. The the laugh factory
2: in downtown Long Beach is like seats four hundred, I think at least. And it makes no
1: sense because the place is never full. Yeah. Well, of course, yeah. And yeah. It, that sucks for the comic to walk out the stage to see the place half empty yeah. because you're getting books. Like and you walk in Mike at the stadium. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have five hundred people show up for that. That's an, a massive success somewhere else. Yeah. But you walk in, you are like, huh. yeah, <laughs> it just got, looks shitty. Yeah, I
2: got thirty people in this arena. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. But that's and that's crazy. And then they're doing the same thing, right? Like two shows Friday, two shows, maybe three shows on a weekend. Yeah. And you're and as and obviously the expectation is not for you to fill that as the comic, right? Like no. there's no there's no book who's going how the because no. if you're filling four hundred and fifty seats twice in a night why aren't why you doing not? a theater yeah, yeah why not do a theater give You me know? more money
2: yeah uh, but there was a, you know the um, I think they've gone through a, a revamp and remodel but the improv in Tempe Arizona that used to be my favorite room in the states uh, back when, in the early years and that room was huge. And that room was like a – it's the place where Dennis Miller filmed black and white. His okay. black and white special was filmed there. And uh, that place was it had a balcony and stuff like that. And so that was the first of these monstrosity type of clubs. And they did pretty well at filling it on the weekends and stuff. you know, And they had decent numbers. But this was back in the – early 90s so you was the tail end of the boom a little bit before comedy central started having its impact on stuff so it was uh easy to do but uh i don't know why you would have a club today that mm. has it i know other clubs that built it comedy cave over in calgary they moved to a new location and it's perfect i went I, I was there in june and i said yeah this is the perfect thing for the new thing of a comedy club it's 125 yeah that's perfect because you don't have to worry about filling 125 it, right you know it, it works out well and then if you do that It it works out until you don't have to bring in names to draw to kind of to to trampoline and jumpstart the next week and that type of deal. And being
1: sold out, there's nothing better for you than being sold out because that just makes people want it more yeah. now it's like oh shit it's sold okay well I better get my tickets early next yeah. time and then just yeah. everybody's yeah that's that's way better than like oh we can just show up and we don't have to worry about reservations yep there is nothing more stressful before doing a, a show obviously club owner or one night or whatever then going uh we don't have numbers and then everyone shows up last minute you're like okay well thanks for the fucking ulcer yeah the month and a half leading up no it's way better to be to be sold out and be turning people away because yeah. that just sends the message hey better fucking book early you know? <laughs> yeah you know, my
2: friend uh, used to be a, a doorman at the comedy store, and uh, he would always say, before they sat people, they would just make them wait, just make them wait outside, uh, because people driving by. Would see the line love, up, people smart. Love a line. People love seeing a line. Smart.
1: Yeah, so that's fucking yeah and all these things right be yeah. look like, outside bitch why the fuck are we standing out here <laughs>
2: there's a reason because you're advertising for next
1: week sir that's yeah, why you're that's, standing outside that's fucking smart <laughs> yeah. oh I like that I should tell I, I, I should tell Jason he's very open to new ideas that work proven techniques this episode brought to you by absolute comedy of course <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I forgot to say that off the top. I'm very good with my partners. I may or may not remember to do my part of it uh, <laughs> but uh no, that's wicked man. I, and I like you like I said, I mean, I said it off the top, you've opened for some of the biggest names in and not just stand-up but entertainment.
2: Yeah. yeah, I've had a very, very blessed uh, time, and some of those some of the names are names that I leave off because they've actually passed away, uh, but they were big names at the time, like I worked a lot with Richard Jenny.
1: Dude, one Richard of my favorite. Richard Jenny,
2: I worked a lot with, and he's a guy that I learned a lot from. Uh, just on how, when you talk about the grace on the stage, that's mainly what I've learned from him. Mm-hmm. Because he would walk up on that stage, and as comics, you know, we deliver everything right center for the most part, right center in the mic stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was the first person I ever saw use every aspect of the stage. Yeah. He would come up and First thing he'd do is take his jacket off and he'd lay it down on the the corner of the, the the floor there on the stage and then he'd start doing his set and he'd be on his knees at times he'd be lying down you remember the thing about the ref the the football ref thing okay yeah you do yeah. football he's lying down on the stage. people have to kind of lift up to look at like that's a cardinal sin people are like no they good he didn't care and then yeah. he would uh, do it from the back corner he'd just deliver jokes from the back corner of the stage and stuff like that just amazing amazing to watch him work and I said I, I probably worked with him more than anyone else
1: and it's almost like when you're doing that it's almost like no no you keep up with me I'm not I'm oh, not yeah. pan f- this is what I'm yeah. doing and you're welcome to watch but you keep up with me he I'm not- shows
2: up like it is his his office and I'm taking my time and I'm doing this and then when he would go to uh, get ready to leave he never said he was going to leave he'd just go pick up his jacket and you could feel the energy in the room people would sit up straighter they'd lean forward because they wanted to soak up every last
1: second with him because they knew he was about to leave so it was um, a amazing to watch that dude work that's uh, and uh, for anyone okay so I'll, to give a little bit of a context this is what i think that anyone listening who doesn't know who richard jenny is the thing that you may know him the most for would be uh jim carrey's uh uh the mask. co-star in the mask yeah. so he was the the buddy at the bank that was richard jenny um but he has he he's got an incredible energy Um, well had Um, (laughs) another little piece of, of info for you guys is that Richard Jenny, yes, he passed away, but he is another uh, unfortunate case of uh, uh, he took his own life. So he's another, another guy in our field who, you know, is all smiles, positive energy made a million people smile and laugh, but is holding, holding a lot in on the inside. It takes its toll. You know, you guys get to see the, the juice that's been squeezed out, but (laughs) comics often are the,
2: yeah, it was a weird, weird uh, thing about him because, uh, Like I said, I would always, I worked with him, and then every time he was in town, I'd go see him, just Mm kind of go hang out and stuff and uh, check on him, see what he's doing. So I learned so much from him. Then there was a point where I changed my act and I kind of was doing specials and I had a special. And then every time I would walk off stage, if people were standing, my first thought would be to Richard Jenny. Because my first thought was I learned how to make them stand by performing, by by working with Richard Jenny. I was in Colorado. I was outside of Colorado. I forget. Westminster, Colorado. And uh, it was a weekend, Thursday, two shows, Friday, three shows, Saturday, and then a show on Sunday. And I had five standing ovations in all those shows. And wow. every time I came off stage, I thought about Richard Jenny. And so the last one I came off stage, I was like, oh man, this is props to rich for doing this. Yeah. And that's the day that he had committed suicide. That's the really? day I found out that he had committed suicide. Yeah. It was a crazy type of thing. Cause that was like, I was at my peak right then and there. And I was like, yeah, boom, I got this and stuff. And so rich was always on my mind. And then I find out, bam, that he committed suicide. I go, that is very weird. Very freaky.
1: So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, um, I mean, yeah, we don't have to, to, to talk about it or whatever, because it's, it's out there all the time for anyone who wants to know. But, I mean, you listening to my podcast, I'm always talking about how, like, the back end of the thoughts that lead us to talking mm-hmm. about the shit. And it's like, oh, it's cute. But it's like, that's that's the processed version. That's the the dark fruit that's been juiced and we've taken just like, it's like making carrot juice. There's yeah. a lot of husk and shit that you don't want to get that little bit. Yeah. And it takes a lot of energy to process that shit out. Yep. And you know, and everyone just goes, Oh, that's, you put it in a bottle and, oh, that's good. juice." <laughs> and you go, yeah, you, let me tell you how I fucking got there. Okay. I wasn't smiling the whole goddamn yeah. time, yeah. but, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, he was great. I, I I strongly recommend. I mean, forget Lamont Ferguson for a fucking yeah, second. Right? don't even worry about that. And
2: forget this happy topic on Thanksgiving Day <laughs> while we're talking about suicide.
1: <laughs> we're grateful for all of his contributions. But Google Google some of Richard Jenny stuff just just for for context. Wait till the podcast is over, okay? But uh, but I yeah, he had some great bits. He was very like he was he was animated. He had a lot of energy. I love the the bit that he did about how when when you're dating. You know, sometimes people are trying to out crazy the other one, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like a poker game or you're playing oh, war, yeah, or whatever yeah, you put, yeah, your, you put your yeah. card down and you're like, I have an imaginary friend named Bosco. And the person's <laughs> like, you know, Bosco, <laughs> like, yeah. just all those goofy things like that. The song and dance. I don't know. It was yeah. Great. His
2: library was uh, immense. You know, people talk about Louis CK and about, oh, well, how much time he turns up. It's uh, secondary to a. Uh, to richard jenny it's secondary to richard jenny
1: so yeah no i i remember we only got to see him whenever i don't think i ever got to see any of his specials i mean because i was very young when he was at his peak i think mm-hmm. but uh yeah there was a lot of because he was i mean obviously he was doing crazy they, he was getting into movies right i don't remember how long ago it was that 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 he was gone
2: yeah i don't remember either it was a while ago it's not but he also had uh i mean because the industry tried the industry kept trying to push him because the dude had such a following in stand-up. You know, Richard Jenny's here, boom, that place is sold out. Uh, you know, and he had the specials, Showtime or whatever it is, the specials, HBO probably as well. Then he had uh, he had a couple of sitcoms that mm. were built around him. One was called Platypus Man mm. and stuff, and but I don't know if they really ever caught on and stuff. But yeah, they they tried. They kept trying. They just couldn't find the right vehicle for him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And I guess, and that, that takes its toll too. Yeah. Cause I tell, I have to tell new people all the time that when they get into, like even, even amateurs, that that's an issue. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but, but one of the things that's great about you as well, every time you're in town now, obviously just, just a, a part of your character, not so much the stand-up part is that you've always been, again, that word again, grace, you've always been gracious with your time to other comics, like up and comers, like right. you'll, you'll watch their set. You'll give them legitimate feedback I try to yeah and that's that's a kindness and there's lots of comics who will do that sometimes you know what I mean like someone has to really go out of the way to to bug them and come on can you please watch my set but but the idea that like you when you're at the club you're you're watching the new comics you know what I mean you offer them notes if they're interested you're you're always gracious with your time if they have questions you've always like that's I don't want to say it's rare but it's certainly not not super common not as common as you as, as some might expect yeah i try i i really
2: do try because i'm i'm still a fan i'm still a fan of the craft of stand-up so i do enjoy like even like last night there was a a a guest spot on the show and he was a kid he was really young and so he was going up there and he was doing young people perspective thing and i almost told uh sam feldman is that yes sam he was the the middle act Mm -hmm. and he's young as well he's 25 and I was going to pull him aside and say, "By the way, you should probably switch your open and go political first, and mm-hmm. then do stuff." But I didn't. I didn't know how adept he would be at doing that and stuff. And I, and I didn't want to put that in his head if he wasn't going to do it before he went up. So he just went up, and his set was fine. Like he came off, and I said, "Hey, good job." And he goes, "Eh." And then <laughs> I told him, I said. Yeah, I was gonna tell you ahead of time to switch that up because it's an older audience and they just saw a young guy. Mm-hmm. And in an older audience's mind, once they see a young guy and then they see another young guy, it becomes all the same to them. Right. Even if his jokes were better than the other guys, they go all the same. So if he switched it and did political, it just opens up. They go, okay, there's a different level to this young guy. And then he adds his young guy stuff at the end.
1: Right, versus having so, them shut down on him early. Right. Because it just sounds the same and now they've tuned out exactly so yeah so i'm always watching and trying trying to help and uh because i think you kind of need that you uh I, you, you need it i couldn't out. agree more and and the thing too is in, in at least in the ottawa amateur scene the thing is there's so many comics who going back to the whole you know the the darkness and everything like there's a lot of comics who start and they then there's this there's a very supportive seen for the amateurs here yeah within themselves it's supportive outside of that too like right. at the level that i've described of you i just yeah. was watching and giving legitimate feedback but the the entry level community is like it's supportive like a parent is to a child okay. who's yeah. who's just awful at everything <laughs> right so the problem is is that all these people it's almost like millennials yeah in the sense that they're just praise 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 yeah. praise you're doing great, great 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 and they really aren't getting any constructive criticism right. they're, they're not they're got they're probably getting the negative too but it's so negative that there's yeah. like that's not even a thing they're so supportive of each other so one of the issues that that i see with with comics and things like that because the industry is full of rejection that's what i tell them like i know that your friends are supportive and i go when i know because they ask you I, I i personally i am not fond of when people ask me for feedback mm-hmm. A. Cause I hate myself. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think I have anything worth sharing generally speaking, but I just mean like, it's nice. I'm always like, thanks. But I go just, my opinion doesn't mean anything more than the audience. Okay. That That's your best yeah. gauge. So if, as long as you can be self-aware and listen to them and really let them tell you, and yeah, they're laughing for you, but how hard were they laughing for the person before you? How oh, yeah. hard were they laughing for the person? After, like gauge, yeah. Yeah. get a control and find out what's the difference and how, how well you're doing. But the thing is, like I said, this, this community is, so it's supportive to a fault, where everyone thinks they're amazing because they're constantly told they're amazing. The <laughs> yeah. only other people at a lot of these amateur shows are the other comics we're yeah. supportive. Yeah. So they're all just laughing for each oh, yeah. other and everything. And that's the part that I think is is kinda, at least I can see it over here in, in my little pond is that it's so supportive, but the industry is not. No. The industry is far from that. And you gotta take, a sh- you have to develop a thick skin because you're gonna take rejection after rejection. And if you're not used to it, that's, Kind of what happens, to people. Like I said, Richard Jenny. I would imagine it's not a little bit of rejection, but if you're 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 a killing it stand up, but then you know TV is yeah. like, nope, that didn't work. Oh like, yeah, that didn't work. Nope, that didn't work. It's just yeah. You wonder kind of what it was like. Like now, you worked with him. What was he like off stage?
2: Off stage, he was just a uh, just a dude for the most part. He was just a guy. He 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 loved working on stuff. That's what a lot of times I would spend just kind of being a sounding board for the most part off stage and just kind of listening or maybe tinkering or if I could, if I had something I thought would be well worthy right. enough of a <laughs> suggestion type of deal and stuff. But yeah, pretty, uh, pretty just laid back, pretty carefree type of guy. Just,
1: you know, watching the show and stuff like that off stage. So, well, there's been some comics, uh, that, that I've worked with some of them just one time they popped into a guest spot mm-hmm. or whatever, but, but you know, you see them on TV, you see them on stage and the energy is like, holy shit, it's great. It's quirky and everything. And they come off stage and you feel like they're waking up from anesthesia. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They're yeah. just,
0: oh, like, <laughs> I, I don't want
1: to name names, but there's a comic in Canada who's goofy, zany off was on TV, everything like that. And then I, I saw him, I've worked him twice. And all times I'm like, this. Guy, I I feel like he's going to kill himself. Not, not super, but just <laughs> right. the lowest yep. energy. Yeah. Like, or that he's dying. Mm. You know, like, just what is, dude, where's your energy? Yeah. You know? And you could be energetic on stage, come off, and you'd be a little, okay, I get your little drain from that. Yeah. But we're talking like, uh, Like, you wow. ask him something, his eyes are opening slow. I'm like, dude, are you drugged up? What yeah. the hell? So I know it, there's some people like that, like their offstage persona.
2: Yeah. It's interesting, because uh, the guy that I, I saw this guy on comedy central mm-hmm. and uh he's well now I'll, I'll say his name but i'll do a reveal the he's well known <laughs> uh here in canada and he's one of my favorite comics he's a really good friend now so jeremy hots so when oh, Hotz, yeah. i had a theater show that i do in carlsbad i did it like once a month for 15 years it was a comedy variety show and i'd write the entire show it was different it was like like an snl uh with a talk show but uh stand-up was the centerpiece of the show so i would always bring in some big name Guys, as the uh, guys and girls, as the headliners for this show. So it was done in the theater. Uh, the breakdown on the show is that it's a cold open sketch that I'd write. And that's how we opened. Then the show intro. Then the host would come out do a monologue across to the desk where if I wrote a desk piece, you know, like anything that they do on a tonight show or desk piece, then feature comic, uh, then a, uh, uh, uh another sketch and then a weekend update news type of thing. And then the headliner comes out. So the first time I, I managed to get Jeremy in there. And I'm looking for him because I'm doing everything. I'm working sound and lights in the ticket booth. And I'm, I'm going to the back, go backstage to the theater. I'm like, is Jeremy here? They go, yeah, he's here. He's here. I go, where, where is he? He's in the corner. He's, it's weird. The theater is set up. It's almost like a storage space. in the <laughs> cor- He's just standing over there. And I was like, oh, hey, hey, man. How are you? And it's just the fact that. He's just shy. It was just how it was. He was just shy, just yeah. away from everybody else in the corner. That was my first meeting and dealing with him. But then after that, uh, he was fine, you know. But it is one of those things for comics where that that persona, yeah, is a little different, and it could be a little bit of shyness that that takes place there. But, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's yeah.
1: like a different thing on stage. It's not a it's not a, a social interaction, so yeah. they can do that. And then people expect you to be the same off stage. So yeah. my expectations have never been that. But sometimes I see guys who are you know that like, like i said i don't want i mean that darkness sounds bad almost like they're dexter running around but <laughs> but the idea that you know it, it, when you talk to someone off stage like i there's a comic from ottawa another one lived in los angeles for a long time passed away recently so anyone mm-hmm. who can figure it out right. that's, that's good for you you may very well know yeah. who i'm talking about yeah. but he was a guy who was fucking he was goofy and silly on stage a great comic but you talked to him afterwards and he was just negative oh. he was just and and not horribly so Like Mm -hmm. still a nice, he was nice. Not one of those people who's negative at you, but just, he was just a negative dude. And he was the one, (laughs) I'll see if I even sound like him a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) But he was, he was telling me one time about how, uh, about how something, there was a story, something was going on with him. He was having some medical stuff and he asked to do a festival the year, you know, they gave him an award one year yeah. in here. And then the next year he was like, well, let me do the thing. Cause I'm, I'm better now. And they're yeah. like, oh, well, we'll see about me next year. He's like, no, no. The story is you gave me the award last year yeah and now I'm back. Right, yeah. This should be the, and he goes, he goes, you know what? Something Josh, you, uh, <laughs> he goes, <laughs> I'm sorry. try not to laugh through <laughs> it. Right, you know, you got to compose yourself when you're doing them. But he goes, uh. He goes. You only hold your breath when you're underwater, right? <laughs> he, goes, he goes. You know how you know who your friends are in Los Angeles? They're the ones that stab you in the chest. <laughs> like holy shit, that's. Dark. I I did always appreciate little things like that because I'm like fuck that that would suck. But yeah. I'm like at least at least I won't be completely taken aback.
2: Yeah, that's when true. I see that the yeah.
1: industry is that way, but but that's the thing right it's like sometimes the guys who seem like the happiest and the quirkiest it's like you you start to get into what's behind all the humor yeah did we talk about did i talk about with this paul i don't really don't remember but i just say how like humor is that's how comedians process bad shit is we we use comedy as a as a processing method you know some people just can cry yeah we We immediately, we've developed a defense mechanism and a a process we just have to make it funny.
2: Yeah. You pull your, you you have the ability to pull yourself out of it and then look at it from an overview. And then that helps because you know that you're still in it, but that helps you be able to, to get through it. Yeah, exactly.
1: We don't make fun of things because we don't care. It's just that. Yeah crying about it we've already established well that doesn't fucking do anything <laughs> so how do i make this accessible to my brain to at least be able to process it and we disarm it with humor yeah. right because it's hard to be afraid of something yeah. or you know that, that's that been made light of yeah. we're solving the world today uh, <laughs> i like that
2: what's next what's next know. any other I countries know.
1: any other countries we need to fix we <laughs> <laughs> the country of comedy has been solved amnesty um yeah, I I wanted to ask you so because this is something that you know you and I have never really talked about. Um, is is what got you into comedy? You've been in comedy for a very long time, and I yes. mean that is a good thing. Fairly. Not a like oh my god, Jesus Christ! Oh my Christ.
2: goodness! It's, when are you well, leaving? It's on, uh... <laughs> when are you leaving comedy? <laughs> you are holding up spots, going through the microfiche <laughs> to find those articles from when you first. No, no.
1: <laughs> but like I said, dude, the 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 accolades, the the achievements, like the accomplishments, are, are insane. They're they're crazy good, but like. Where did that, where did you start in standup comedy? Like what was, what were you doing when you decided, you know what, I think I should, should be a comic. What was going on? Uh,
2: I'll tell you what it is. Uh, Cause you asked me and you're here and, and it's only the two of us here. Uh, <laughs> so when I was a little kid, um, oldest of, of four kids, my mom, stay at home mom. So in the summers to keep us entertained while we were out of school, she would take us to the library because okay. it's free. You know, we know Mm -hmm. a lot of money. So you go to the library and, uh, you know, get books or whatever it is you want. Somehow I found my way into the basement of that library. And in the basement of the Pomona Public Library was albums. That's where the music section was, cassettes and albums and stuff like that. And I happened to be flipping through and I found a five-album set of radio shows from the 40s and 50s. Okay. Uh, Jack Benny, Abner Costello, Fred Allen, Jimmy Durante, all these radio stars that were on there. So I'm like, I, I want this, let me check this out. So I'm eight mm-hmm. and uh, I get that and I take it home and I put it on the record player and I just listen to it. And I am listening to it over and over again and memorizing it and just being fascinated by the science <laughs> of comedy. What makes them laugh, the timing, what there's a pause here, there's this there. Everything was just very, very fascinating to me. And it was from that moment that I was just obsessed with comedy in general. But I, I didn't know that being a stand-up was a thing. Like I didn't know that I okay. knew. I knew at eight that I would be involved in entertainment and having to be funny, but I didn't know what that would be. I always thought it would be like, uh, the only thing I had, I go, well, maybe like a, like Johnny Carson, like the, the, the hosting the show that where he can just be funny, that, that type of deal. I didn't know anything else. Then later on, when I got into high school, uh, this, I was playing, am a musician. So I played trumpet with this group and, uh, the, the directors of that group said, Hey, we thought that you probably could be a good stand up comic. And that's all it took was them who were in show business to say, we think you could do this. Because my whole thought was, I can't. Yeah. I can be reactionary funny. I can't be funny from within and just be the, the initiator of yeah funny. And so then I that was it. I decided to write out stuff, went and figured out what the, the process was for the comedy store, and then started going in. I was like 17 and a half or something like that. Holy shit. And that was it. so. That's amazing,
1: and I guess was it easier to get in back then than it would be now? Well,
2: uh, there were drawbacks on it. You could get it. Mean, it's probably easier now because more young people are trying to do stand up, and mm. so now it's not an anomaly. So, like when I was doing it, there weren't that many kids that were doing stand up. The the kids who were pr- prior to me, one was uh, Byron Allen. Okay. Oh, that's the my phone. I must have said something, something that the phone is now picked up, and now it's just <laughs> taking all the stuff and it'll be looking for it. Uh, Byron Allen was one, and uh, uh, uh Mike Binder was another one okay. who had started as kids. Mike Binder went on to be a director and stuff, uh, but that was it. So you could go up first or second, you go up first or second. Uh, you go in, just you, you know, everyone else signed up, but you go up first or second, do your set, and then leave the room because you couldn't be in the room. So the drawback is why is that? The drinking, or? drinking, yes. Okay. So the drawback is, I never got to see stand up performed. I could only see it on TV. I couldn't see it live because I couldn't be in the room. So you. That's how you learn is from watching. And I, I couldn't learn from watching. I'd have to go in, do my set, see how it went, and then leave the room. Yeah, and you're not yeah. two years away from it at 17. You're four no, years you're away right. from it. Yeah, that's a life. Lo- that's away. a
1: fucking lifetime in stand-up. Yeah,
2: so what happened was uh, the comedy store was around. You had to be 21 to get in at that point in time, so I'd have been standing outside forever, waiting to go up. The improv then opened a year after I was there, and the improv, you only had to be 18. So by that time, I was 18, and I could stay in the room and watch stand-up being done by there was a point where i didn't go to the comedy store for like a year and the comedy store people forgot how old i was and so when i went back to the oh, comedy store nice. they just assumed that i had to be of age because i was in at the club over there at the improv not re- not realizing that there's two different age levels and then i could get in so i got in two years early
1: nice. uh, at okay, the comedy store good. to hey, be able to learn great.
2: and see what was going on because otherwise it you're just lost yeah, you know? yeah
1: what was what was like your climb like in terms of how long you know when you were doing open mics guest spots to now you're one of the paid guys you're you're, uh, you're getting paid for stand up
2: it was uh I, I don't. I didn't really kind of uh, bear down and kind of do it. It was, you know, I was going to school at the time. Okay. I was also going to to college. I was going to San Diego State at the, the same time. So I would try to, get, you know, do the spots regularly. And then there was a point where I was like, well, let me see how far I can get with this and just actually physically do it. So from that point, then it wasn't long. But uh, in the beginning, you know, it didn't take that long for me to be able to get spots, maybe two or three two and a half, three years. Once I once I got to the improv and was just doing the improv for that year and being able to see everybody come through, being able to see Seinfeld and Rich Scheidner and all these guys come yeah. through and Paula Poundstone and people come through and watch them, then that helped my development. And uh, But nothing helped my development more than actually going on the road. The first time I went on the road was a... Uh, was a three week thing. There was there was a club called Laughs Unlimited and he had three rooms. And so I got in to open at each room. So nice. it's a week and a full week club. And then I came back to the comedy store and then was going up on stage and the veteran comics were there. They're like, what, what happened to this dude? Yeah, what, yeah. How did this happen? And, and I'm like, I was working. I actually was working, you know? And so that would help the development. But yeah, it was a fun time climbing up the ranks. Of the, Cause the way I look at things is This is the way I am, I'm a little competitive. Whoever the number one person is, that's who I'm shooting for. I gotta be that person. I gotta get to this as as close as I can get to that person. Uh, The weird thing about it is that when I would get to that person and I'd pass that person, it'd make me angry at them because I'm like, why'd you stop working? I should have never technically been able to catch you. And so that's what drives me. That's what keeps me going is because when I see people, I don't I don't want to ever be that guy. I don't want to ever be the guy. Because, look, when we started out, we saw people that were, man, that guy's so funny or that girl's so funny. They're hilarious. And then as you got better, you started seeing how they weren't as funny. Mm-hmm. And I never want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy that people go, man, that guy was
1: funny when I started, but not, any, not anymore. I'm like, yeah. I can't be
2: that. I can't be that dude. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, I, I understand. It's it's strange, too. And that's that's one of the weird things about comedy being subjective, too, is that, like, you you still are you know like yeah like you said there's some guys it's like that's funny and your your own personal taste it's strange like I remember one of the first weeks that I got to do like a full weekend maybe middling or whatever <laughs> years ago but one of my fa- I can't even say it because I don't I don't want that negative feedback <laughs> going but it was one of my favorite dudes still is one of my favorite dudes personality like zany goofy silly one of my favorite guys to watch just because he's got little little tags and little throwaway things that you're like you would never in a million years think to put that in a joke oh, okay. And then just, you know, he'll say something and then just, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Like a little, where did you get that from? That's yeah. funnier than the fucking joke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and just to, I, eh. but anyways, I was so excited to be middling for this guy all week. And people... I guess this would be considered a humble brag, but I didn't like it at the time. I'm not, wasn't. I still think these people were wrong, but people were coming up to me consistently after every single show, saying, "Oh, you were, you were way funnier All than right. the, the yeah. headliner. Like you, you should have been." I go, well, "No, no, no, no. He's one of the best. What's wrong with you? That fucking guy is hysterical." Yeah. So that's that's a weird thing, and I still do not for a second think that I did a better job than right. me that week. I, you know, maybe some people just don't like zany, goofy, and yeah. silly, but it's, uh, yeah, like you said, you're almost like. I, I was like no you're just wrong to the people but obviously for yourself like you're you're a hard-working guy work ethic strong like n- still I mean I I have totally I have no notebook that I write it anymore you've got <laughs> still before you go on you've know you've got your notes you're always adding to things yeah. yeah.
2: Dude, you're yeah, it's my fear. It's a, it's a big fear. It's the fear that drives me. I don't, you know. I love this club. I love Jason, and like, and, and very grateful for the opportunity to come through here.
1: Jason's a piece uh, of shit. <laughs> for, the record. for the record, Jason's a piece of shit. Uh. <laughs> uh,
2: but uh, the thing about it is that I live in fear of any club that I work at where a person's going to tell me how about we just do a year and a half on the rotation next time? Or how about yeah. we just do two years? Cause I know owners have to do that. They have to have that talk with comics because they don't work on their act. Mm-hmm. They may be funny. They did great. They're fantastic. But once people start saying, yeah, I, I, it's the same thing. I keep seeing this guy and it's the same thing. He's
1: funny, but it's the same act that we keep seeing yeah. over and, and over. And you try to build right. that return clientele. Yeah, like We, we want to come back for him. Yeah. But if it's just gonna be the same thing, then yeah. we can we can maybe do so a couple yeah. years. So that's
2: now. what drives me. Drives me is that every time I come through here, and this was even more difficult this time because I started here uh, on this tour, is that by the time I get here that I always have twenty to twenty-five new minutes. So it was interesting, uh was a a bit of a task for me to go, okay, well then I gotta start. Here and put in 20 to 25 new minutes and stuff. So it was, it all worked out, but it was fine.
1: Well, at least it wasn't the middle of winter. Usually, <laughs> that, when you come, it's fucking yeah. negative, whatever the hell. <laughs> it's I stopped negative. Stop. I s- negative. <laughs> <laughs> it's 20 degrees below absolute zero. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a Futurama it's joke like there. They're now using Kelvin. What? We, we switched to ke- yeah. We had to switch Kelvin, dude. I don't even look at the the weather in the middle of winter. I just know I'm going to be miserable. Just put on the, all the stuff I have and just yeah. go outside and still be cold. So just suck it up. It's the length of time that I could not do. I just you know
2: in in California it, it, it will get cold, but it won't be long. And that's the thing about it. I'm like I don't know how how,
1: you guys do how it. cold now. Obviously, are you are you good with the conversion? Yeah, I'm pretty decent with the
2: conversion. Okay, cuz well, you told here's me the thing fair about and it, height and I'm going to go Yeah, here's the thing about it. It's it's all relative cuz I've had I've had Canadian friends come out, and, ah, it's not going to be cold, you know, it's going to be cold. and they come out there and we go, "Yeah, it's cold." And then they <laughs> come out there and they're like yeah, this is cold. I don't understand what's going on. I go, yeah, it gets cold here. It's not the same type of cold, but we have an ocean right by us. And so when so that's it's like cold, that damp- it is a damp, bone-chilling type of cold. Mm. Uh, although you don't feel the dampness, but it is cold. You know, like in yeah. the place I live, uh, overnights, it'll get minus two uh really there. yeah celsius yeah minus two celsius it'll get to, to that uh i used to live out in san diego in el cajon yeah it would get that uh, regularly at night in the winter it okay would just, you know, it would be but cold. not october no
1: okay because no. no. i'm trying to no. think of what no you're probably looking
2: month. at uh like the coldest on a day maybe 11 oh, 12 something like that utopia i <laughs> <laughs> yeah. can't wait yeah. yeah
1: i'm trying to think do i need Do you think i need to pack a jacket a light jacket. When you're going, you're going not in that. I'm going. I'm going in like twelve days.
2: Oh, no. you're still Actually, gonna fucking maybe be not, here. Know, I'll still be here. Oh my god, I didn't even <laughs> do the goddamn. We're not gonna get to hang out. No, that sucks. I'll still be here.
1: Yeah, light jacket. You need that Disgusting
2: food pile that you showed oh, me. Oh man, you gotta get. You gotta get to the claim jumper. <laughs> it's gotta, still
1: saved on my phone. All right, you got to get to all these places. Well, let's let's jump into that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was asking. We covered everything. We got suicide. We covered careers and starts. now actually, let's talk food. We're going back to suicide. As a matter of fact, oh, talking right. yeah, about the, the food suicide. <laughs> <laughs> right, you die doing what you love. That's um, right. I uh, we were chatting in the green room one of the nights about like well, all the things I'm gonna try because like like I said before, I've watched all that. St- oh, we get the American food advertisements here that are just oh yeah. Unbelievable, the stuff like Sonic and TGI Fridays and Hardee's, like that's the thing. Basically, it's like how big can your erection get when you got Kate Upton scarfing down (laughs) a double, which you know she doesn't fucking eat. But it's just like, do you like titties and giant burgers? (laughs) You sure do. I'm an American. So I'm just watching that and I'm going, my brain understands and accepts all of this. <laughs> <laughs> but there's just, there's so many different places like the, what is it, Fuddruckers? Is that the name Fud of the Rucker, place? Fuddruckers, yeah, man. I haven't been to Fuddruckers. That's, that's why you mentioned that. I've not been to Fuddruckers in
2: years. Is it good? It's good. It yeah. It is good.
1: Because yeah. they have like, I see even in the movies, they like, they have that movie uh, Waiting. Yeah. And their place is called Shenanigans and it's my understanding that it's supposed to be like a okay. Fuddruckers okay. sort of, I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure. But-, but
2: uh yeah, Burger is a good place. I haven't been there in, in in quite a bit. Where you kind of make your burger as you, you go along
1: there, and oh yeah, it's a nice place. Yeah, okay. So it's just a burger kind of a burger. It's
2: a yeah, American eatery type of deal, which may, mainly it's burgers. That's what they're kind of known for.
1: Okay, yeah. I'm excited for as I was telling you, I was excited for the the, the tacos and the authentic Mexican or whatever. Yeah. Like I cannot, I'm going to gain weight. I'm trying to lose <laughs> weight before I go. And I'm not even trying hard.
2: Yeah, go to. It's hard even to. uh List one of the place because like I told you, there's they're just a bunch of shops and stands that are around, and most of them are you know they're all the same. They're they're good food and stuff
1: like that. So is there anything to avoid? Like they're not good and it's gonna look like the shit that is good. I mean, I guess it exists everywhere. Yeah, I'm not really sure. But the like,
2: Mexican food, you're pretty safe.
1: I've heard the pizza is not particularly great there. Like that for some reason, they don't know how to. No, because it's all the chains
2: that goes on there. Like if you'll go to a place that's not a chain, maybe you'll get a decent like in my, uh, this is funny, in my neighborhood in Long Beach, there's a just a standalone place called Canadian Pizza. As a matter of really? fact, it, yeah, that's, that has the best pizza. Really? Yeah, I didn't think yeah. we were particularly good. I, thought, I don't know like, why it's called Canadian pizza. New York, I have Chicago, no idea. But wow. it's called Canadian pizza, and it's good. Run by Mexicans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's
1: what. That's why the. That's why we have no Mexicans in Canada. They're all. All of the Canadian Mexicans are in California selling pizza, our national dish, uh, yeah. which it is not. <laughs> but yeah, that's
2: yeah. So, but the pizza's decent. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, the 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 mexican food stuff even some of the chains not taco bell but like a place uh if you can find it they're called holy moly okay which is uh really good too and and can you beat taco tuesday for crying out loud what is the fucking taco i've heard taco tuesday is a a holy moly and in in a lot of other places tacos are a dollar go fuck (laughs) for real yeah on Tuesday, they're a dollar. Oh, so dude, how I think am they, went, get up out a, at they went up so to a night. They went up to a dollar nineteen at uh, Holy Moly! But they, they got everything. They got carne asada. They got uh, fish tacos. They got uh, what are they po- like a uh, close to two bucks or something like that? Oh, okay, so they're, they're really they? knocking it. Yeah, a buck they're just not Dude,
1: there's off. all these little hole in the wall places that I've been going to lately where they're like six, seven dollars for you know pig's head and fish right, tacos yeah, yeah. because it's it's more real, right? But fuck that. If I can get two dollar tacos, man. Belanger. Dude, tacos are a buck fifty at Taco Bell here. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're hey, they're still yeah. half decent, but they 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 suck. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's just that's that's you want a dollar taco, you going to Taco Bell. <laughs> if I can go there and get the real soft shelled fucking exactly with real oh yeah. man, get yourself a corn, uh,
2: Maybe that's corn my thing. tortilla and fill that thing up. You know, little uh, uh, carnitas. Is this pork and then a little onion and cilantro in there. I don't there. think I'm coming Boom. back. I don't think I'm coming back.
1: I'm going to be one of those guys like your neighborhood that just, just ringing the bell, selling whatever it is. That well, that's would be right. magical. Yeah, you don't
2: even have to go anywhere. You just you kind of just stand out in the street. The guy will come to you. The guy will come to you and sell, sell you tamales for granola. Oh, my
1: God. I, it sounds... It sounds, I'm so glad I don't live there because I, I will be dead. But I think I'm going to do like a seven, eight day suicide chronicle of just every day death yeah. by boom, boom, boom. I think that's what I'll have to do. Every day I'm going to have to get on the scale, go eat somewhere, get on the scale at the end of the day. And then the next morning, here's how much didn't come out the back end. So, oh. uh, yeah. I got to do In N Out Burger. In and Out's
2: good. Yeah. So I love In N Out fries are good except that i've always joked about the in-and-out shelf life on the 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 shelf life for in-and-out fries is the length of the (laughs) drive-thru it's pretty much really it's one of those things where the fries that come out they're hot and they're great but by the time you get home they're not and uh, it's almost a thing where you almost have to eat them right then and there because it's the length of the drive but even mcdonald's
1: they're fucking done before you get home yeah
2: yeah so but uh yeah in-and-out's good uh, what else I told oh, Tommy T's cause they've got the, that's the home of the chili burger and okay. chili cheese fries. I'm going to have to start writing these
1: down. <laughs> I'm going to have to actually meal plan. the no, way. <laughs> it's going to be a meal plan of eating out. Basically yeah. all people who have meal plans to be safe and healthy.
2: I, yeah. Uh, Lucille's. That's another place. I don't What's think that? you guys have here. Barbecue. <sighs> Lucille's barbecue. Jesus Christ! Uh, and then what was it? The main thing was
1: uh, Roscoe's. Roscoe's chicken, and chicken waffles. Okay, chicken yeah. Waffles. So Roscoe's, I've heard referenced a thousand times. Yeah, I know it's Roscoe's. a show, and it's good. Yeah. Okay, chicken and waffles. I got to do. Okay, so this is the one that you talked about that got me the most excited. Saved on the phone is uh, Maine something or other. What was oh, it claim jumper. Claim, claim jumper. jumper. Okay, claim, which is ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's just ridiculous. It's you. They bring you like a surfboard of food. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's. Yeah, I'm gonna have to, I don't even know what to fucking get because I want to show everyone how ridiculous all the things are. I haven't, are. I haven't been, like, I, I uh, went there for my birthday a couple of years ago. It's one of those
2: things where you go. Hey, we should go to claim like, yeah, I'm not hungry enough to go. I just I'm not hungry enough to go to claim. It's an intimidating thing. Like, really? I can't go. Yeah, yeah. Do you almost feel challenged and by the place food? Is like, always get full. It is always packed full I'm like, how are there this many people this hungry? It's impossible oh, for them to I, be this hungry.
1: It almost feels like one of those food challenges. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Where are just like kind of like you're going to, I know bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? I stopped being hungry 45 minutes ago. <laughs> just yeah. yeah. And it's funny. I've only in the, like the last year or so started to associate. Like I'm like, well, I don't want to waste this food. I'm like, I don't want to lose a day off my life. Do you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I can just let it end here and be and be good with yeah. that. So, but it's almost just one of those. For me, it's like the novelty of seeing that much fucking food. It's like that's twenty dollars. That's crazy. Twenty dollars. Yeah, it's crazy, unbelievable. Would you recommend anything there if I'm going to go? Like, I don't, don't get, know.
2: I don't know what I've had. Like it's been a while since I've been there and had anything. But. Uh... For the most part, everything looks good. I can't even recall what it is that I would have had there. But do you think I should do like a ludicrous breath But breakfast, you do or? have to do, the, or at least take a picture. Because it, it's it's in the case when you walk in. And when you walk in and see this mother load chocolate cake, which, is, no exaggeration, it is it is a good 18 inches. Across? It, it, yeah. And uh, you're like, that is, the, yeah, that's the serving. That's the that's <laughs> a serving? The serving of the cake. And you're like, this is absolutely what do you what do you think they charge for that uh it's not it, you look at it and you go hey that would be a cake. but no it's a regular type of i don't know seven bucks it's a regular so serve type you a of
1: a cake seven
2: dollars <laughs> it's like a, it's like so let's say the cake was like this high and they cut out a wedge but the cake is this high All right, so, oh you know, i see
1: it's 18 inches across
2: and the right, cake so, is so so fucking... then they take it so they take that wedge of cake out
1: and lay that down and that's your piece of cake yeah, so just so you guys know, he was basically holding up 10 inches off the table. So it's a 10-inch <laughs> high cake that's 18 inches across. It's basically they took a tire off of a Jeep. Is it's insane. I've never there. ordered it. Because you look at it and you go,
2: I don't know how anybody could order it. Like, unless you just went in for that. Because there's no way at the end of eating the meal, which no, I've never finished it. You're always taking stuff home. Uh, oh, I'm that like, is a bonus. You could take it yeah, home. I'm like, why would you get this cake? <laughs> Who is going to eat this cake? The whole yeah. family. The mother load. Mother load. I think it's cake. like that
1: cake. We have a birthday coming up next week. We need to serve everybody. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. It's crazy. Uh, well, that's...
1: I'm going to have to... See, that's almost like... I'm an asshole. In the back of my head, I'm almost like, I want to go there. I want to have a meal. And I want to be who? Who orders the cake afterwards? <laughs> this motherfucker. And I'll message you with it. Then I'll message you three hours later with like a face full of regret. <laughs> i haven't left the just bathroom to, just be,
2: it'll be a casket and they go oh, by the way here's his cake we uh, yeah. <laughs> for putting that down with him he to, wanted, to take, he wanted him. to take it
1: yeah, with him yeah we them. tried to warn him <laughs> oh there's a, the the thing that that made me think of was uh you know in in vegas the the heart attack grill oh yeah i've only ever visited their website because i'm like you can't let me go anywhere near that place <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have I, I have eaten there
2: uh but I did. I just had a normal thing because they've got a regular menu, yeah. so I just had like the breakfast, which was normal. Because that idea of that scares me. <laughs> just the name scares right? me. And then I don't know if it's folklore, but you know the people who actually have had heart attacks from eating there have uh, they? Oh yeah, there was a you like think a, they put a put big their picture rash on the wall or yeah. something.
1: And I was like, yeah, I can't. I, this isn't too intimidating. <laughs> I want to get everybody the URL for it because this is something that that they definitely. They definitely need to see. This is, this is not. Oh, there's, there's oh, all my messages going to come in on the iPad now. That's all we're going to be recording. Get away from me. Heart attack grill. I uh, I remember we were looking I, at it when we were in. I put a joke about that once because there were
2: people that had heart attacks at heart attack grill. Well, let's put it this and way. I, I just typed
1: it. in heart attack and grill was the third thing that came up. <laughs> not not prevention's <laughs> care. The grill. Sorry, you are saying.
2: Uh. It's something how it was located right next to the we've
1: been expecting you mortuary. Really? <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. Yeah. So it's heartattackgrill.com. You guys need to to see this. I guess now the main page has a uh, <laughs> has a video because they figured people weren't reading the kind of people go there. <laughs> we'll make the reporting easy for you. The Heart Attack Grill is a hospital-themed restaurant in downtown Las Vegas. They used to have the fucking pictures. And it was like... It was like the funniest pictures of nurses oh, yeah, like riding yeah. cigarettes, like old, old pinup art yeah. kind of thing. But it's like they're like nurses wrapped in bacon with a fucking <laughs> toothpick <laughs> through them and shit like you guys. I won't, I won't spend too much time. you have to go to this this website because the nur- the, the servers are dressed like nurses there yeah. at the Heart Attack Grill. They have burgers that are I'm looking at a picture right now. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> seven, eight eight patties You've on this fucking too many. thing. Yeah. You've already, yeah. This that's, thing is that's, that's, that's a foot tall easy, eh? Yeah. That's oh my god. So I yeah, I I can't go anywhere near that place cuz I I will definitely go <laughs> challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> you eat the burger don't pay for it. You go <laughs> suckers and I just lost a week off my fucking life. <laughs> Fuck. But yeah, oh, I I so yeah, I think claim jumper is probably the, yeah. the most I'll push it, and then yeah. the rest of it will just be like I yeah. ate a meal at TG, yeah. Ever. but I yeah I'm gonna have to bug you for that list. So we got what Molly's, uh, uh, Lucille's, Lucille's is barbecue place. Lucille's, we're gonna do claim, claim jumper. jumper. I gotta do uh, what was the taco place? Sounded like Molly's or something close to Molly's Taco Tuesday. They oh, oh uh, holy moly, holy moly. Okay, holy sorry, moly. that's the one. Holy yeah. moly, yeah. I I'm yeah. I'm gonna have too much fun. So yeah. <laughs> Mike and I have decided that we are doing the first half of the day like civilized human beings and i'm probably gonna be like the first half of the day ending at noon um (laughs) but we're gonna do like you know make eggs and shit at the condo bottles of water granola bars and then i'm gonna do my fat fuckery uh in the (laughs) afternoon i'll have one meal and again I meal like a human being yeah and then at night we're just gonna drink and go to comedy clubs and and uh, you know have fun and be comics so i'm I'm seeing if there is a
2: uh rubio's
1: in Ooh. los angeles what's
2: that there is
1: <laughs> mike's gonna get pissed because he's like this is supposed to be a comedy trip <laughs> not a fucking chub crawl <laughs> is that right is that-
2: oh perfect yeah oh yeah
1: i've coined that term listeners by the way rubio's is a uh
2: it's a Baja type of um, Baja Mexico uh, eatery. Thing. Okay. So they've got uh, like fresh type of things. So it's a, the, mainly known for fish tacos, is what it is. But they've got other things that are there. It's a place that started in San Diego. Uh, but yeah, they've now moved all over. So now there's a place in LA. Because I, I remember saying, hey, if you get down to San Diego, but now they got it in LA. So also check out Rubio's. Rubio's, get yourself some fish tacos. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to write this down. I, 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 once I get to seven, I'm like, I got to stop. Because that's what we got. I don't know. I don't know if you've heard that term before. You're in Canada a lot. You know when the people talk about a pub crawl, we go from one pub to the other. Well, I've, mm-hmm. I've basically when I when I go from one food, uh, I think burr and somebody else they call it a bang bang or something like that when they just hmm. go eat at a place right. and then they go directly to another place and eat again i have another fucking the <laughs> meal they call it a big bang bang wow. i call it a chub crawl that's what it is you're gonna get fat fuck <laughs> and just go eat after place after place that's funny so <laughs> i'm trying not to turn this trip into that but yeah. i have a feeling like i'm gonna just fall in love with all of the food and the dude even the prices i feel like yeah, you know you can go price, somewhere and, yeah and, and have a circus of food served to you and go, this makes no sense. This is insane. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, then they give you your bill and you're like, this is half the price. Yeah. Of,
2: yeah. Yeah. There's, they're not a, uh, uh, exorbitantly priced in the places there. So Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> So even even like the level of shame i feel is like dude you're that excited for food <laughs> that, so food is a survival thing not a fucking pastime yeah or really of pretty, <laughs> like it's an amusement park yeah like i don't get excited <laughs> to go breathe different kinds of air all day <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean yeah. but i'm like <laughs> oh, for fuck's sakes <laughs> man so are you excited for uh, for the next few weeks i am looking forward to it um
2: Kingston's, a, a, you know, it's a little different. It's not a big city. And so I always found that coming the backwards, because I'll be in Toronto and I've written this material. I'm like, all right, let's go. And then I go to Kingston and they're like, yeah, we don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, like, so, so it, it, it takes a little bit of adjustment, but you know, I'm ready for it. We so we got be good time. that, And then, uh, then we'll fire up the other stuff when we get to Toronto and see. It also will be interesting because When I first started coming out here and doing this thing, uh, and I'd never been to Toronto. So when Jason had the club in Toronto and I'm doing here, and then I'd finish up at Toronto, I hated Toronto. I couldn't stand the city. I couldn't. I was like, I get it. I was like, uh, I get what everybody in Canada hates about Toronto. I Mm -hmm. get it. And uh, it was just a different energy. Like all I'd had to do was set foot in toronto and i was like this feels different than any other place in canada yeah and different vibe but when we flipped it and i started working in toronto first for five years then i got it and i was like now i love it i absolutely love to toronto yeah why do you think that is uh because coming off of here going into uh into toronto Everywhere in Canada, for the most part, is the same. They're appreciative. They're enthusiastic. They're happy that you're there and that type of deal. And Toronto had this type of show-me-prove-me attitude. Right. Is this worth our time to come out here? I'm like, but you're still Canada. How, how do you have this attitude about you <laughs> that you're still Canada? But now that I understand that and now that I know how to deal with that, it makes me enjoy it much more because uh, when I go into Toronto, I know that – they're going to have this attitude but then it's almost like you grab them and shake them and go still toronto you're still canada and they go yeah
1: we're still ca-. and then then they're fine then yeah.
2: everything is fine it's almost that, like toronto
1: so. is like the decontamination chamber it's like you're in the states and you're covered in it all and then you're in toronto and you're like you are just sort of kind of getting it off yeah. and you're like all right now yeah. i'm ready for the rest of yeah. canada <laughs> at the yeah. end you're like what the fuck is this <laughs> 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 yeah
2: yeah so now i love it absolutely love it and uh you know when it is one of those things where because i've you know i've gotten a couple of standing ovations in that room and i'm like yeah that was that was something that was earned you yeah know, for them they, they don't not, give it they're away. not they're not standing up for everybody that comes uh-huh. through here they, they really have to to earn and impress them so i'm like all right cool
1: i i have a uh as i was growing up you know i i did a lot of uh, a lot i did some more than the average theater stuff when i was mm-hmm. younger and, you know, you get you a accustomed. It's funny because, like, standing ovations meant something in theater. Um, and then it got to a point where, like, everyone was just standing up automatically. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, that doesn't mean anything then. No. Standing ovation. Like, I, I, people would just all the time. And I, I just remember thinking, like, I would sit there. I would have a room full of people standing around me. I would still sit in my chair. And I would applaud very hard. Great performance. Yeah, yeah. But did it move me? Was right. I was i really that impressed like is this something that's going to stay with me Mm -hmm. to the point where i stand and no because then what is what what do you do how do you make an actor feel different when they get it every time yeah do you know what i mean what do you reflect on differently so but i I have given standing ovations in in stand-up comedy clubs so it it means something you know what i mean to actually get that and it's we don't see it very often at absolute so no no uh yeah and I,
2: i i just in general, you don't see it in comedy clubs because it's just a weird thing. One, there's a the spacing type of issue, but yeah. to get a yeah, table to the in chest, front of you, yeah, to yeah. actually stand is uh, crazy. So it's always always appreciated when they stand. Uh, Orny Adams would say that uh, he comes as he goes i love it when they stand i always appreciate it when they stand i go
1: yeah 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 that means hey it means something make a little extra effort yeah (laughs) i i hate when you you know right the beginning of the show or after the show you're like all right guys round of applause and you just come up on stage they're just sitting there staring i'm like hey fucking clap (laughs) i'll tell them right now i'm like okay great that's a little bit of effort on your part i'll be sure to work extra hard for you now yeah (laughs) yeah it is interesting. That's my point, guys. Nobody ever claps when I get on stage. That's uh, <laughs> something I'm working through. I'm one step closer to killing myself. That's all it is. Buy food. Buy food. Death. <laughs> bad chocolate. Give me a slice of that tire cake. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, man. I I I still, I like going to Toronto. I like leaving Toronto. <laughs> but I I still have said that there's that arrogance, dude. Have you seen the T-shirts that people are wearing now? No. Dude, here, I'll give it to you early and hopefully you'll have some, oh, get man. them, get them. <laughs> I, haven't, I only ever think of it when I'm sitting, standing on the crowd and I see someone wearing it or I see it that day is there's a t-shirt. I have seen several of them. I've seen people wearing them here in Ottawa. Uh, it says Toronto versus everywhere else. Wow. that's And that's a thing that people, and I'm like, wow, the arrogance, yeah. eh? Like, oh, there's a good super Canadian. Kind of, <laughs> arrogance, eh? <laughs> Holy fucking arrogance, bud. Uh <laughs> I just, I liked whoever was that. Yeah. And let's put it out. I'm like, that's why everybody hates you. And now, hey, maybe now you're just owning it. well, that's what it is. It's us versus everybody. Yeah. All right. Pricks. (laughs) 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 But that's, I guess it's just, it's just like comedy. It's a very short way of summing up the way yeah it's been but it's almost like you know we didn't have to be against you it's not that it's you know t- yeah it really feels like it's not like everywhere else versus toronto it's Jets yeah, toronto yeah. versus yeah. you guys are the aggressors mm-hmm. why don't you just accept the fact that we don't all fucking live <laughs> goddamn concrete jungle with a attitude continues to go upward <laughs> Yep. yep that's yeah. it's and the whole area i mean you're there every year so you know dude how fucking long did it take to finish that building at the corner thank god it's finally done bro I well, like 7 it, years was a whole run it hadn't been
2: round. done when i was there last which was may of 2017 so oh really 2017, the so one with the LCBO at the LCB, end right yeah so i'm oh no the, that one yeah, yeah that yeah, one yeah. is done okay that i thought you like meant the seven one years. i thought you meant the one on the corner where the td bank oh, used god, to no, be oh god no it's still it's still not oh, Okay.
1: no i was there <laughs> oh, i was there this month. I was there last month nope not even fucking close (laughs) fucking close but the one at the corner from the condo that was like a hole in the ground for like five years then finally it's like oh look they're building a and then it's done i was like how did the hole take five years and then the rest of it was like i always
2: say if you really want to construction we need to get the people that put casinos up in vegas because it takes no time for them to put a casino up so
1: yeah there's all yeah man it's it's uh it's crazy but that whole area apparently has got something like a hundred thousand new condos going up in the next few years so it's it's super highly developed Wow. I don't know. I, 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 I like Toronto once you get indoors. Wherever you are inside, people start, they're just human beings. Again. Oh, yeah, yeah. nice. But it's, yeah. That, it's that populous ant farm kind of. Yeah. That people are not. They, the they don't doors. They're not yeah. courteous.
2: Exactly. Like, that was the energy I felt. And I was like, I stood on the street. I first got there, take you know, whatever the train or whatever it is in the city. And I was like, yeah, I don't like this at all. And that was the energy. The energy was that type of just hustle and bustle, go, go, go. And no eye contact. See, that's the difference that I've noticed between Canadians and Americans. Americans don't really make a lot of eye contact. Mm-hmm. They just go. Canadians always made eye contact, except when I got
1: to Toronto. Yeah.
2: There was no eye contact. It was head down, just keep on moving. And that's why I was like, this is it's like weird. zero connection yeah. at all. Like, yeah. even,
1: even, like you make eye contact with someone for a couple of seconds, a little nod, just, just, yeah. you just keep the positive energy flowing. It's like badminton or hacky sack of positive energy. Let's just yeah. keep it up for a little bit. And <laughs> yeah. in Toronto, like, just fucking let it fall. Right? <laughs> Let it fall. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here with your happiness.
2: Right? And you're just kind of uh,
1: yeah. like, it doesn't, doesn't, just you walk by, you knock it up and we keep going. We yeah. just keep this positive yeah. going. All sorts of YouTube videos and, and Facebook mm-hmm. posts, people sharing these happy little, look at how one little yeah. sp- stone in a pond, who knows how far the rings will go, right? <laughs> yeah, everything's great. And you're like, yeah, unless you're in Toronto. Yeah. In which case, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I've never, even just little things. Like every time I try to explain to Tor- like people from Toronto what it's like. I don't do it on stage of course All right, let me tell you what i hate about you guys <laughs> and another thing i do yeah, you walk they, back in the room and see, another th- thing and another thing <laughs> when i'm hosting every time I come back up i say and another thing <laughs> from ottawa your host boo <laughs> fuck you too <laughs> fucking idiots anyway <laughs> but it's just uh yeah i i just the, the the level the small courtesy things every time i talk to somebody about it you know, when I tell them like, you know, like people aren't even friendly on the street, they look at me weird. I'm like, I don't mean that I'm I'm trying to be that chatty person in a return line who just right. wants to talk to you. Yep. I'm just saying like, I, I open the door and you push it, you know, when I when you walk through, push it a little bit behind just to see if you can keep it open for me for a sec. Let's all just yep. throw a hand up to keep it open. Yeah. But I'm like, people, you open the door for them, they drop the next door in your face. Yeah. And like, yep. didn't I just set a decent press? It doesn't cost you anything. Check your bank account. Look, the same <laughs> is <there>. it's free. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, whatever. I'm never going to change Toronto. They're the best city in the world. And, uh, dude, one of, you, <laughs> know what's, you. you know what's crazy? Uh, at least I find it crazy. You've been all over Canada. You know what it's like is I find New York City to be more courteous than fucking Toronto. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. not by a landslide. Right, yeah. But I've been to New York a handful of times and I've been to Toronto a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And I was treated better every time I was in, in New York yeah. than I was in Toronto. And I'm like, that's pretty fucking sad. Yeah. You know and i guarantee you i guarantee you internationally when people who live in toronto travel the world they're more than happy to take credit for how great and polite canadians <laughs> oh, are yeah. yeah oh yeah even though Definitely. they're the ones bringing the average down
2: <laughs> um
1: <laughs> yeah oh thank you so much yeah. don't ever come to my house yeah um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're taking a lot of credit for leaving so many men on base i'm gonna tell you that right now
1: <laughs> so dude like i, I have to and I've, we're already over the hour mark so yeah. i don't want to i don't want to keep you handcuffed to this this podcast but i'm having fun um how how long into your career before you started coming up because we, we talked about off the top that you're, you're here a lot of the time and you appreciate yeah. how how far into your career what what brought you up to canada for the first time? uh what
2: was it there was a guy i was doing some shows and there was a guy named jack marion i don't even know if he's still doing stand-up or still alive i don't know he was a guy kind of well known in the states at the time because he was super dirty okay he was a very dirty comic but when i worked with him and watched it wasn't really dirty it was just maybe edgy mm-hmm. and you know it's almost like a robert schimmel type of thing okay where okay. people label them as being super dirty, but they're not it's just more edgy type of stuff right so he had told me about Canada And he's like, yeah, I think you'd do well over here. I work over here in Canada. And so he gave me some numbers and stuff like that. And so I started working. I was on the west coast on the uh, island, on Vancouver Island mm-hmm. for a bit. Then I kind of spread over into uh, uh, Edmonton a bit there. And then was doing some stuff, you know, Edmonton and Saskatchewan. And then uh, Derek LingVanus, yep. uh, who I'd worked with in Calgary a couple of times. And he wrote a, a letter and then just sent it to me. And he goes, "I'm sending this to Absolute." And I said, "Okay." I didn't even ask him and stuff. He yeah, goes, yeah. "In essence, he goes, he goes, I'm a fan. He goes, I'm a fan of yours, and I think you should be working at this club." And I was like, "Oh, okay, thanks." And so that was the <laughs> entry into it. And that's what got me in uh, to working. But you know, it was just a bunch of people that just thought what it is that I did. Wouldn't be a good fit. And so, you know, and they were right. So it would all work down. But, yeah. Yeah, Derek Lingvanish is the entry to uh, Absolute. That's it works. <laughs>
1: Unsolicited. And, of yeah. course, the first time coming here years ago, I don't, have, I don't know if the, the club was more under control or less under control back then. <laughs> that's, the, that's the really hard thing. Yeah, that
2: is a good I'm that's like, a good comparison.
1: I don't know. I'm like, I know we drank a lot back in the day, but I'm like, man, it seems a little better now, but you know, it always, it, it well, comes it in waves. Like
2: the second time I came through here, I did New Year's. And uh, yeah, it was... Uh, it was crazy. The club it owner walking absolutely around.
1: absolutely crazy. Drunk, calling everybody fags. <laughs> You're funny fags, dude. Funny? <laughs> like, what kind of business yeah. is this? Like,
2: yeah, from that New Year's, I can't believe that Al is still alive. From that <laughs> one New Year's, I can't believe he's still alive.
1: <laughs> There's been many since, uh, and I still can't believe
2: he's alive. I have seen, I think we may be on the 7th uh, generation of Al. I think that's yeah. what it is. I think they may just be making Al's down in the basement.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got cloning operation. Just <laughs> we're going to need another Timmy. Uh <laughs> Yeah, Al is the Al's the manager. No, I it's, he's the he's the bar manager. Uh good friend. Uh, we went to Al Al went to Vegas with me. Oh, uh, okay. Well, Al, Jason, Simon, and the funny thing is, I remember at one point Al left with me. We left our hotel room, and uh, I was like, "Well, before we go, we should make drinks." And I'm like, "Oh, that's right. You can drink on the street here." Oh yeah, yeah. So we made drinks in the hotel room, got in the elevator. I got into a minor altercation with a gentleman who was there because we were at staying at the Venetian, and they were promoting the Faith Hill, okay. um, <laughs> Faith Hill Tim McGraw, Tim McGraw concert. McGraw, right. And I'm like, <laughs> like the fucking. Because I don't know, country music's stupid to me, um, and I know that's very judgmental, and I'm probably wrong to a lot of people who can't read. But I'm the country. <laughs> so I'm in the I'm in the elevator, and there's a a husky gentleman with a white t shirt on, no sleeves. Okay. And uh, a tall lanky. They both they look you know, and I wasn't trying to offend them. Yeah. I was with Al. I was drunk. And we were drinking more <laughs> and we were going to buy souvenirs and uh, and the, the the elevators have advertisements in them. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Right? Like elevator music interrupted by commercials. Right. You know, hey Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. And then I, I would I would mock the song that they were saying, but I can't remember what the fuck it is. Yeah. And I just remember seeing Ale like, look fucking country music. Can't wait. I'm well, country music's the best, man. You get your tickets for the cousin fucking festival. This motherfucker. And uh just, I, I, just that kind of bullshit. And uh, and this guy, these two guys say nothing. And then we finally get off the <laughs> elevator. As I we're leaving the elevator, I'd watch my mouth if I were you. And I said, you'd have sleeves if you were me. <laughs> <laughs> Not thinking to myself, oh, yeah, this is the place where oh, they will kill you for melting wow. off. <laughs> Never got out of the elevator or anything like that. I yeah. was just trying to be cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't trying to offend them. I was trying to offend everyone who loves country music <laughs> behind closed doors. But but uh, then we went to Walgreens, which, yeah. I mean, I'd heard referenced a hundred times. I didn't realize it was just like a pharmacy. Yeah, just a pharmacy just drug corner drugstore, store. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, we walked into the Walgreens right next door to the, the probably in the bottom of the casino, if anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I may be there for 60 seconds to a minute and a half. And Al's already walking up with a four pack of Jack Daniels and Coke pre-mixed drinks. Wow. And I go, and I go, Oh, you're going to pick that up. He's like, no, I already bought it. And he hands me <laughs> like he walked in right to the booze, bought it. And wow. Hey, if we're souvenir shopping. We should keep drinking. Drinking in a pharmacy is a weird experience. <laughs> I got to say like acceptably drinking yeah. in a pharmacy yeah. is a weird experience. So we're drunk drinking, shopping for souvenirs <laughs> in a pharmacy. <laughs> That guy knows how to fucking drink. Like, I can't believe he's still alive. I have seen Al drink to the point where he pisses himself. Doesn't give a fuck. Like you go Al, you want to take off. You've pissed yourself. He's like, well, fuck. I couldn't hold it in. Uh, you know, the kidneys are broken down at this point. The bladder's, <laughs> bladder's on red alert. But, uh, oh, you know, they're still serving. Bar's <laughs> still open. <laughs> they didn't ask yeah. me to leave. Got to so. be practical. I, we saw him one time when he went to a bar and they were having $3 Jager bomb nights. So he goes, uh, he puts down three $100 bills and goes, we'll have a hundred Jager bombs what? and then pays another hundred dollars and goes, and that's for the trouble of having to make a hundred Jager oh, bombs. My god! And they're like, I don't think we have that many glasses yeah. available. And he goes, we'll start <laughs> making them and we'll get the glasses ready for you. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. Have you worked with Matt Davis yet? From Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama? Bullock, no, So Matt came up here at one time and and Matt's been, fuck, we have hundred. We have a hundred Al should be dead stories. <laughs> Hundreds of them. Uh, pulled over by the cops. I think Jason, uh, Joe, Jip Joe who used to work at the club, Al and Matt Davis, whatever. And they had been drinking. Um, I think it's been more than seven years. So the statute of limitations is over on this. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but they were drinking, they got pulled over by the cops. I, th- I don't know if they got pulled over or if they tried to get in the car and the cops were there. Okay. <laughs> but they they all blew into the breathalyzer. They were all too drunk to drive. And they stood there chatting with the cops and fucking around with them. Everything that, that Where the cops gave them another the chance to blow over and one of them was under the limit okay. now. Yeah. So they yeah. let them get it yeah. and go. But uh, Matt Davis was saying how like he does all sorts of writing and wants to do stuff, TV and, and movies. Always got ideas. Always working on something right. super great. Like for, you would never assume that this guy is from Birmingham, Alabama. One of the smartest and well-read human beings I've ever mm-hmm. met. Like I don't understand 50% of the information right. that he's giving me. And I know I'm receptive to information. <laughs> yeah. But um he was saying how like he wanted to do a documentary because he the amount of times he's been at with like Alan Cameron back with Cam was yeah, the yeah. club. He goes, the amount of time that I would go with these guys to like fucking Canada, small little bar, even just a little further, and they would drink a bar dry. Like, they would finish all their jack. Right. They would finish all it. Just And it's like, and there's still these tiny little fucking that's Canadian crazy. kids. He's like, he's like, I'll tell you, I want to do a documentary called Drink a Bar Dry. He's like, because I'll take these guys down to the fucking Backwoods, Alabama, these big old boys, <laughs> you know, good old boys, and think yeah. they know something. Yep. And watch these little fucking Canadian kids drink their asses <laughs> under the fucking table. I was, <laughs> but it would be pretty difficult to find a company that's willing to back <laughs> alcohol. <boys>. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Then again, in the last few years, there's been a lot of documentaries where it's just like, yeah, let's kill ourselves with McDonald's right. yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know? But just, yeah, that's so crazy. That's a lot of Al stories. Sorry, listeners. Given <laughs> it's like, oh, let's do some advertisement for absolute comedy. Our head bartender's an alcoholic. Uh, don't give him a breathalyzer on shift ever. But, uh, oh, but it, fucking ludicrous. I'm just thinking your first time coming here and you go, what is yeah. what is It's crazy. On? I was just like, this is a, because coming out of the comedy store,
2: the comedy store was kind of like that during the days of the late eighties, early nineties around there, because it was kind of the same thing. We had the run of the place. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Mitzi would never really show up. You know, she never even paid attention to the comedy store in San Diego at all. So it was run by a comic. His assistant was a comic, the bartender, everybody. I don't, they had maybe a couple of waitresses, who were only waitresses uh, and the rest of them, were, everybody else was there was a comic. So we ran the place. We had access to it. It was open seven nights a week. And uh, the local comics had the run of the place, five of those seven nights. So all those shows would be filled with local comics. No other outside comics would be on there and stuff. And then at the end of the show, it would just be a drunk fest. The, uh, GM would just, the manager would just get liquored up. Everybody's liquored up. It was almost a point where, where there was a club that would go on there. Cause I don't, you know, I don't drink. I'm just kind of watching this stuff where. Like, all right, well, now this guy has the DUI. All right, now this guy's joined the club but the DUI. type of, and everybody there was under DUI. So it was it was very similar to that when I walked in and on that New Year's, I was like, oh my god, this is like being in the comedy store fifteen years ago. <laughs> <I was
1: listening. laughs> Maybe that's where Jason got the idea. Probably he went down there years ago, <laughs> and he's like, like I love Jason's discipline. Is like, all right, like I remember, and I do. I laughed so hard because I'm like, this is. This is the stupidest parenting I've ever heard in my life where Jason's discipline for people getting caught drunk was, all right, you're only allowed to have two drinks while on shift. Now
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're only allowed yeah. to break the law a little bit. <laughs> all right. The training wheels are on your fucking criminality. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it's fucking hilarious. It's, it's it fun and it's fun, dude. And when you're a new comic, holy shit, did I ever not progress in my life at all? <laughs> i mean i was doing good in comedy but in terms of just responsibility getting drunk every right. night sleep until three and be like man i'm king of the world yeah right and just but yeah that's i've heard a lot of guys have talked to is like and, I, and i'm sure you've seen it as well where it's like you know there's someone who's a great comic but they're not working on the business aspect no. at all they just no. show up every night to do their shit and then yeah that's it
2: uh yeah, and it all depends on what it is. Like uh, another another guy who's dead, and that I wonder a lot. <laughs> it's all dead talk with Lamont Ferguson, uh, Dennis Wolfberg. I don't know if you know who this is, but uh, if you get a chance to look up some of his stuff, Dennis Wolfberg, he was fantastic, amazing. Uh, did not kill himself, so there, oh, there's, there's a happy ending. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> so, but he—I remember the first time I worked with him. We were in uh, Sacramento, and uh, he was talking about Gilbert Godfrey. Wow. and now he's like Gilbert is so talented but he's the laziest fuck I've ever seen that guy won't do anything he's just so lazy and so he's ranting about Gilbert Godfrey about how lazy he was at the time and like I said that was 89 around
1: that time okay stuff like that so yeah. clearly he picked it up yeah early 90s he was doing Disney voice <laughs> yeah. work yeah but he's got that wacky fucking voice that's yeah. just wacky uh I mean, <laughs> yeah not, not my best adjective yeah. but yeah, but he it was does. funny. That funny listen to him <laughs> critique him about the, about the comic and comics and their work ethics. Yeah. Now, just to ask you me because you would be more likely to know than I Is uh is that really his voice? I've heard rumors that 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 is not his real voice.
2: Uh I've never Not to make you be the one to answer. <laughs> yeah, any. I've never met him. I've heard him on uh Howard a lot. He has yeah. been on Howard Stern a lot. And that in essence is exaggeration of the voice. Okay. Uh, but not by much. It's just not that, 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 that. it's not yeah. that. He'll he'll soften it up and stuff so when he's talking. But uh man, that dude is so funny. That dude is it just in the interviews, he's so funny. And so weird, like he'll do weird impressions. He'll do Groucho impressions.
1: Oh, Groucho Marx! But yeah,
2: Groucho Marx impression. But Groucho, when he was much older, <laughs> when oh, he's yeah. just rambling and stuff like that, <laughs> he really wasn't funny. It's was just a, just old stories and stuff. It's just absolutely hilarious.
1: That's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah I mean, like I, I, I'm sure we could we could tell stories for hours. I don't want to steal your entire day, <laughs> but I'm having I'm having so much fun. Um, well, and, and you know what? We've always got stuff like, dude, you're here every year, so I want to. I am to, here. I'd every love year. to have you back. Um, sure. where can people in the meantime because i've already told you fuckers um I, i'm very i'm very, very yeah, bad i like with my aggression I, um, <laughs> you fucking asshole like we're listening we're doing what we're told why are you yelling at us um you guys should go see lamont man he's fucking hysterical and you get to see him start in ottawa with the 20 new so yeah maybe, yeah. maybe 30 new i'm just i'm just kidding i'm just yeah, raising yeah, the maybe, we'll see we'll see um but you guys should see him in kingston again can, anyone who's listening to this now if you're in kingston he's he's already in your town now, I, I would also recommend the second week because that's when you're headlining. Headlining week you get, the second You see yeah. more of Lamont. Um, but then again, at
2: the same And then, time, uh, you know what Toronto is? Uh, I, I'm just going to tell people that uh, they need to be prepared to be boarded. Uh, Toronto, both weeks, is Mike Dambra and
1: myself. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's a show not to be missed. Yeah that's yeah. a fucking so what you're hosting and he's I'm headlining, hosting the first he's hosting. Any, headlining. yep yep wow
2: yeah so, so prepared
1: to be you guys down. two fucking <laughs> angry dudes are just gonna call that's great too and you know what because that's a perfect it's it's i like that the, the the pacing and the but i love that it's like crowd work and then material right yeah do you know what i mean so yeah. it's a really good balance you're still getting the same perspective and yeah. things like that but it's a night. Oh, that's going to be fun. Yeah, are you looking? Yeah, so forward I'm looking, yeah, looking for that. I haven't worked with Mike in quite a while, so it'll be nice to see him again. Yeah, yeah. I, I then I I didn't even realize that I cannot recommend that show more. I'm actually going to get a hold of my Trump people. Like, this is this is the one yeah. to see. Don't fuck around. Um, well, that's fucking awesome. Where can people connect with you? Because you're I, you're great at social media too. By the way, I tr- no, I don't know if I'm great. I try. You're I, tr- in- dude, <laughs> I, I try for an old man. man. No, look, at, <laughs> I dude, I watched your thing from the canal the other day. You did a video from the canal. Oh yeah, yeah. You had. Music, oh, <laughs> cuts, fucking effects. See, see,
2: here's the thing about it. So I watch these people and I'm like, I'm going to try and do my social media and stuff like that. But I'm not like the people that just go, I just did this and I threw it up. You can even see them stopping the thing when they stop it. Yeah. My whole thing is it's got to be produced and it's yeah. got to be sharp, which adds more work to it. But that's what I'm comfortable putting out there and stuff. So
1: yeah, I think, thanks. I try out that. Do it. It looks great. I still can't. I, I don't know what it is because here's the thing. I don't ever think to do it. I don't ever think oh, yeah, to do that's it until it's too late. I'll put a little graphic up and go, oh, here's this thing. I don't think to do it. I don't know. I never feel like anything I say is interesting. Yeah. I never feel like anything I'm doing is interesting. Yeah. But so I'm just, I just never like, oh, this is good. Every now and again, something really cool happened to go, ah. And then it's like this is a little whisper in the fucking noise. And it's like, oh, it might have been worth hearing, but I didn't hear well, it. Well,
2: yeah, it's a work thing. And you got so. What uh, two weeks ago I was in Utah. I was at a club I'd never been in Utah. I'm like, oh well, let me try to do this thing. You know, I'm looking at Kevin Hart stuff and stuff like that. I'm like, let me try to give uh, these uh, 40 fans <laughs> a behind the scenes look. So I'll I'll record myself walking into the club and stuff and and stuff like that. And then I think, okay, I'm not gonna do anything while I'm on stage with the set, but I'll just show the people coming out. I always forget. I I had ample opportunity and I forgot every single time to do any recording as the people coming out just forgot it.
1: Yeah. You Yet- did it in Ottawa though. I was sitting next to you. You were you were recording the people coming leaving the show.
2: Yes, that one I did. Uh, but last night, let's say last night. So I've done all these these promotional things all throughout and stuff like that and I go, well now here's what I'll do. I'll videotape the set, take real quick snippets out and just kind of put this together for a little hey this was my couple of weeks in Ottawa type of highlight reel thing. Pep- yeah. Put the camera up there forgot to turn it on <laughs> didn't realize till the end of the night i was talking to aaron power and i was like i forgot to turn the camera on so yeah it, it i don't know how these people are doing it it takes a team and a village of people to yeah. do it but yeah like you said it just slips your mind just constantly these things slip your mind so whatever i can do to try to put together although i was happy because somebody did say hey we don't follow absolute but we do follow you and we saw your stuff when you were over at parliament promoting that you're
1: going to be here we're like, oh he's here so we came and saw him I'm like, that's okay. fucking awesome that's, I'm, that's worth it i'm going to heed your advice right now can i take a picture of you just sitting here with me sure we're going to i'll we're throw gonna, this up on we're instagram doing that. at some point
2: look at this we're actually talking there
1: you go guys so this picture <laughs> is in, is at this moment in the podcast. you look so unhappy right now <laughs> <laughs> i'm just waiting until i get <laughs> all right and so i'm on fit up fit. there we go there we go okay wicked all right so there's something you guys hear the yeah I'll get your approval. That means it Is worked. That, that's something we can use, right? Yeah, sure. agree with that? I, mean, I look sleepy. No, you don't. You look happy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See? None of us are ever happy with anything. I'm putting you on suicide watch now, too. <laughs> Everybody's going to opt themselves this year. That's my prediction. And then if I'm wrong, I'm happy. <laughs> I'll be happy that I was wrong. I don't want to be right. Um, yeah. yeah, dude but so i try I
2: try on the social media so that's uh that's always tv funny man that's where everything is
1: yeah tv funny man that's instagram twitter do you tweet i do tweet uh it, when it was
2: all connected it made it easier and then when facebook got hacked they they disabled the thing to where twitter connects to facebook oh. so it doesn't you i'd have to do it twice but yeah i, I still do tweet
1: i tried to do it Like when I would tweet, it was like, "Oh, where else do you want to send this?" And it's like if you hit Twitter, but then like your tweet would be like blah blah blah, and then like a link. Oh right, yeah. Oh, I just didn't like that. I want when you're scrolling through Twitter, bam, the picture right there to to show nicely.
2: Uh, you know what I do most of my tweeting is uh, I will live tweet events. Hmm. So if it's the Oscars or, or something like one time a year, uh, what's your the Juno Award? One time your, Here, I, yeah, yeah, I, I actually, don't know either. <laughs> I actually, I actually was live tweeting the Juno Awards and stuff. That's fun when I can sit down there and do that. I'll, I'll do that sometimes, and that's kind of fun.
1: A lot of people do it with politics and stuff. And-
2: yeah i don't unless it's a debate and then it's always just funny st- i'm not even doing anything like everything i do is just for funny there's nothing that's that's put on there that's just like oh this is my opinion i'm ranting and like no everything is just about funny
1: yeah i i really i don't know where my people i don't think i have people i think that might be what it is because i'm like every tweet might get like one like my post yeah like two well likes. that's that's
2: me too and <laughs> i'm uh, like Mine as well. A lot of times I'd like to look back at uh, when on the Facebook memories and I look and I'll see, I'll go, man, I was so funny on that day. Yeah, type (laughs) of deal. For those four people that liked it, I was really funny.
1: Yeah, it's like we only have thousands of of friends and followers and things on Facebook, but it's like, oh, four people liked it. That was nice. And now that you can see how many people saw it, it's like, oh, 1,200 people saw it. Yeah. Four people took that extra half millisecond. What do you got to do? I don't know what you got to do. Right. So I don't know. I uh, I'm, I'm talking to you guys too. I know you see it on Facebook. <laughs> I know you didn't get this far into the episode either.
2: Yeah, I uh, I need a fan. That's the thing I always talk about. I need because I have a friend Karen Rontowski, who's an amazing comic and my best friend in show business. Uh, whatever she puts up, she has a fan base. Karen, you're the best. Like just a whole bunch of things, yeah. and I'll put up something I know is well crafted and stuff like that. And it's like six people that like it. I need her fan. They, I need that type of deity worshiping fan. Yeah. My fan base is like me. That's the problem. They're like me. Like we're cynical, and they probably question why they're fans of me. Is the whole thing about it?
1: I, I don't know. Okay, so I, I'd love to get your thoughts on this because I don't. I think that the best time for me to be promoting, following me, and shit. Is right after I had a good show, and that's not what I do. Instead, it's me telling people, you know, in basic conversation, like, Yeah, I just follow my thing or whatever, blah blah. Yeah. blah. And they're like, <laughs> Boring right now, I don't want to follow you. Yeah. media, Oh, cool, yeah, follow me. Yeah. No, yeah, not yet. You haven't earned it. <laughs> Everyone's Toronto to me when I'm talking about my social media. I gotta find out what's going on, yeah. With it. But I think after shows, I also want to make a mailing list. I want to start, because I'd like to start producing and maybe doing like little theaters and colleges and stuff like that. It'd be nice to have a mailing list, and that's one of those things that's on my list. Like, hey... I was uh, su- start a mailing list because- i was supposed
2: to do every time i'm out here i'm suppo- i'm always thinking hey i'm supposed to do it and then i'm like oh yeah, yeah get the cards put them on the table then collect the cards and stuff and i always forget <laughs> i, I always don't forget. want to never lose. get around it's so much work but you see these guys i mean i see a lot of these guys they put all that work into it now granted they aren't the funniest people that no. you would see uh but they are really good at doing that self-promotion And, uh, you know, they'll get a mailing list that, hey, when I'm here, come and see me. We were just talking about this the other night at the Ice House. And we were all older comics. So we were all just saying that, yeah, I don't, I don't feel comfortable doing that. They're just like you were saying, Like we go, I don't think everything I say is interesting, and if I keep sending somebody about, I'm gonna be here, now I'm bothering them, and they're like, yeah. oh, enough of this guy, enough of this thing. And I said, the problem is, the people that do it, they don't have whatever this is that we have, where we go, we don't want to bother you, they don't have that. They're just <laughs> like, hey, just come see me, I'm the greatest thing, come come you with know, me. Just constantly bombarding
1: people, and somehow it works. <laughs> Well, the thing uh, we can do for you is to promote that. Now they're talking about all these guys. Like, I'm not doing that. I find your shit interesting. Also, Thanks. I appreciate that. TV Funny Man. TV Funny Man for uh, Instagram and
2: uh, Twitter. And the I, Tweet Box.
1: <laughs> I like your House of Comedy posts. Oh. You'll take a picture like, yeah. of the show happening yeah. live yeah. and you're like, tonight's House of Comedy. House of I, Comedy. Like <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so and then uh, it's just a Lamont Ferguson on Facebook, but but please, please, listeners, please get real close. There's more than one Lamont Ferguson, and here's the odd thing about it: there's more than one Lamont Ferguson. There's another Lamont Ferguson that also does stand-up comedy. Oh yeah, he's horrible, is he? Josh, he needs to be put down. Okay, he is absolutely. I'm on it. Horrific.
1: I'll invite him to uh, and uh, Chain Link or whatever the <laughs> fuck that fucking food place is called. What's it called? Mountain Road. Oh, Claim Jumper. Claim Jumper. Claim Jumper. Jumper. I
2: use, I've known about this guy for a while, because you, you 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 know Google yourself and stuff like that. And uh, I watched him, but he never affected me, because okay. I was like, and I never said anything about it, because I'm pro-black, and so he's also black. And tell recently, I was working with someone in Calgary over the summer, and the guy goes, he introduced himself to me, he goes, yeah, I watched all your clips online. What? And I said, uh, okay, good, and he goes, but in your clips, you were much younger all your clips are younger. And I say, oh no, I control all my content. They are all pretty recent clips of me being on there. And he goes, no. And I pulled up my whatever YouTube stuff hmm. and I showed it to him, he goes, no, that's not. And I was like, oh, that son of a bitch. It's that other Lamont
1: Ferguson. Like his maybe his, his uh, hits are coming up sooner. Yeah.
2: So uh, he needs to be stopped because he is uh, horrific. And then ever since I started talking about this, it seems like he's gotten busier. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, You gotta stop. Cause now everyone's like, who is this other one? Yeah, and they just start yeah. putting hits and views yeah. and shit. Yeah. So it's funny. Is, and that's the part, that's the part I think that bothers me again, as I get older and less able to absorb new information is the fact that the, the younger guys are the ones like the, the, okay. So the entertainment aspect of social media, just them killing time and fucking around has actually made them better business Mm -hmm. bodies, you know, to, to be able to, Oh, I know how this shit works. So now that I can, you know, taking it and applying it to a business and awareness and and media formats, like I'm like, you motherfuckers, I just got good at sending emails (laughs) (laughs) and now you got followers. So now people are just going to come. Let's do this.
2: There we go.
1: That's awesome. That'll be up. More pictures of us guys. We're we're trying. It's like we're getting ourselves excited and fucking that's what we going to do. We're gonna fucking promote this shit. Dude, so much fun as always. Are you when are you going to Kingston?
2: Uh tomorrow. Tomorrow uh, uh the evening, afternoon, afternoon,
1: evening. I'm tomorrow evening? Yeah. yeah. You have plans during the day? Mm, no. Okay. Not that but everyone needs to hear us just shooting the shit about this or something than after we're done, but no. No, I think i am do anything during the day. All right. Well I I gotta record the regular podcast. Maybe I'll find some maybe we'll do something fun afterwards. Okay. If you're up for it. Sure. Um, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks Again, everyone, we're doing fun. this on Thanksgiving. Yeah, oh, yeah. You're going to hear it on Friday. That's right. It is gray outside. Dude, there was a garbage fire across the street this what? morning. Yeah. I got to show you. I got to show you pictures. Uh, but I'll do that for you. So this has been a weird day. Well, it's Friday. Friday. I'm looking for weather on Friday. So I, what I what I can wish them. Oh, okay. Nah, it looks like a little chilly. Nine, nine for Friday, nine for Friday. So. Fuck you. Um, yeah. My London, you're in it now. Yeah. My London, Ontario friends. Uh, I know you're listening. I hope you're listening. <laughs> I'm like, I know it. I've lost confidence. I, I hope you're listening. Um, then, one second. Easy come, easy go. Um, I, 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 very strongly recommend you coming to one of the two weeks Toronto absolute for everyone who's listening mm-hmm. always good shows but if you're in Kingston or Toronto in the next little while please please check out Lamont Ferguson super funny dude uh great comic his years of experience and his accolades always show on stage so so don't get it fucking twisted all right? <laughs> just because he's up in Canada where we don't deserve good comics doesn't mean we <laughs> so uh, so check him out tv funny man on social media uh, as always my friend it was great working with you it was sure. great spending time I hope we get a chance to hang out again before you go, because I know it's going to be a year before. I don't. I, I really thought I was going to hang out with you in Los Angeles. I don't know why I didn't. That's do the right. Math yeah, on that. yeah.
2: When you said that, I I, I thought so too, but it, yeah. I didn't realize. It. it dawned on me that oh no, you're still your sentence is still up here. You still, <laughs>
1: still have. You'll to, be with me in spirit. You'll I'll still send have you to pictures. Smash
2: big rocks and the small rocks. <laughs> so.
1: Well, thank you so much for doing this, my friend. I uh, I look forward to uh, to hearing how everything goes. I'll be in your home while you're in mine. Yes, <laughs> yeah. indeed. <laughs> be a lot of fun. Thanks for doing this. Buddy. All right,
2: man. Sure.